Hello, this is Kate Magic and you're listening to the Raw Living Podcast. Raw Living is Europe's leading raw foods and superfood supplier. I founded the company in 2002. And in this interview series, I talk to some of the people behind uh, the companies that we offer on our shop to find out more about what they do. Um, what is the ethos behind the company and particularly not just the processing in the in the products like the ingredients they use and how they put everything together but also how do they show respect for the environment how do they treat their workers Um, most companies in this industry put a huge amount of integrity and dedication into providing products that are really benefiting uh, the people and the planet so I wanted to provide insights into that when you're shopping with these companies you're not just investing in your health you're investing in a better world for us all on this episode i'm talking to nicola stransky who's the founder of the urban fermentary who make the best kimchi and kimchi hot sauce so she's going to tell us a little bit about how she got into making kimchi and some of the benefits of this gorgeous product hi nicola Hi, Kate. How are you today? I'm really wonderful. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Good, good. So I discovered your products, I think, from Planet Organic. And just the thing about kimchi, I'm a huge, huge kimchi fan. And a lot of what's produced as kimchi in the kind of health food scene isn't really very (laughs) kimchi-like, in my opinion. And I just really adored, yours has got such a robust gorgeous kimchi essence to it so do you want to introduce yourself tell us how you became an expert kimchi maker thank you very much for those kind words um yeah i i so i guess i started off um i studied food science and nutrition uh just after i left school and then um so i had this real interest in um in sort of in health in general um but then got more interested into the packaging, processing and new foods. Uh, But after I graduated, much to my parents' delight, I ended up going to work on a mine site. Um, And the food on a mine site is as you can imagine, it's, it's as dead as can be. Like lots of beige coloured foods, mm. everything just cooked to smithereens. Um, and I started to realise after a while that my health was, my, particularly my gut health was like mm. really deteriorating and I was getting like a lot of stomach aches and things. And then it sort of sparked this interest back into um, into nutrition and holistic nutrition as well. So there wasn't that much info on gut health. It was quite sort of, and the microbiome, it was sort of quite new, new-ish. Uh, and one, like I had I listened to a podcast up there and it talked about uh, kombucha and kefirs and fermented foods. So I ended up making kombucha in the archive room um, mm. of our office and I, after a while, like I noticed straight away that that was actually really helping with my, with my gut. 
Um, and but funnily, if there is there's residual alcohols in um, kombucha, and one of my superiors found that I had this odd thing that I was growing and drinking in the archive room, <laughs> and he asked to um, have a sip of it, which you know obviously I was very happy to to do, and not knowing about the um, not being fully aware of the alcohol content. And then he went and uh, did a breathalyzer test and he uh, came up positive for alcohol and they sort of were quite keen to fire me on the spot for, um, <laughs> for making booze on site, yeah, wow. which is... <laughs> Which um, I, I managed to sort of talk my way out of that, which was very fortunate. But um, but yeah, it was it was amazing, and I was giving this thing to a lot of um, the other women on site who'd said they'd also had stomach problems and stuff. And yeah, it was really um, amazing. So I at the time was also living in Bali in Indonesia, and because I would work for a week and then I would go to um, Indonesia for a week which was sort of, which was home. Uh, and I started making the kombucha up there and nobody was really doing it at that time. And so I made, I had a little, um, started a kombucha company up there. Um, and then after a while, I left the mines, decided to leave Bali and head for the UK with thoughts of setting up a kombucha company here. And when I arrived, there was um, already a few great uh great kombuchas it was um so I then just kept on dabbling and I you know I think the the food scientist in me just you know I was loving experimenting with different types of fermented foods which I must say that my housemate definitely didn't appreciate because every time he would come home there would be something weird bubbling away or there were a few explosions um but i and then i started producing kimchi i really missed that uh that sort of the heat that i consumed a lot of spicy foods in indonesia and so i kind of i you know discovered kimchi and then gave it to a few um chefs here and they were like this is unbelievably good stuff so um i on on their sort of you know, encouragement. I um, dealt, like started to produce it on a commercial scale and was super lucky in the first year, got um, the three great taste stars for the product, which has also been really um, encouraging. But I, I guess I've um, also really liked producing something that so many people, when I speak to them or they come come to the house or whatever, so many people say, oh my God, I, you know, I've got, I've just been on antibiotics or I, my stomach really needs some probiotics and I need some fermented foods in my life. So it's really nice to be able to share that with a lot of people as more and more people are so aware of the benefits of um, fermented foods and live foods. Mm. Yeah. As you say, most people won't, but just in a nutshell, tell us what are the benefits of fermented foods? <laughs> so, um, so particularly wild fermented foods, which is um, using the bacteria and yeast that are naturally on the outside of those vegetables um, for fermentation. It means that you get um, a multitude of different types of um, probiotics in that food. Uh, so, and the benefit of that is we've got uh, two kilos of bacteria 
living in our gut and they say that it is the second brain. So 70% of your serotonin is produced in the gut um, and also plays a crucial role in your um, immune system. So making sure that microflora is really healthy but also um, is really diverse uh, is what's really important. So they do, you know, it's, it's important to consume a range of fermented foods. Um, but particularly when you, when you do consume, um, you know, wild fermented foods, like, um, a lot of the kimchis are and sauerkrauts, um, you get multiple strains in that, um, in that food, which is really good. And tell us the difference between kimchi and sauerkraut. What makes kimchi so special? Um, I absolutely love kimchi because I think the, I like the type of cabbage that's used. So with a sauerkraut, you use a traditional um, sort of European, a very dense white cabbage. And then you shave that really finely, add salt to it and um, sort of, and macerate it. So you, you massage it until um, liquid comes out and then that salty liquid uh, is the right environment for the bacteria to then start um, the salty environment kills the pathogenic bacteria and only allows the good bacteria to start working. So it then starts eating the sugars and producing acids, but they don't traditionally add too much else to sauerkraut. So they are mostly, uh, I find uh, quite simple um, in flavor profile whereas I find with the kimchi you use a Chinese cabbage so it's um it's much softer so you get quite I make it with quite big pieces um and then the the other flavors that go in there are garlics gingers um I put a gluten-free soy in there so a tamari soy and um you know you can put and, and the chili in there and mine's also got sesame as well. So you get, I find with the kimchi, you just get so much more, more flavor in there as opposed to a sauerkraut. Mm. And tell us about that Korean chili. Why is that so special? Um, the Korean chili is amazing because it is not, it's not too hot. It has a very um, sort of, it's, it's lighter in spice, but it's also quite sweet. Um, and the colour of it tends to bleed. So you get a really nice redness throughout the product. Um, and I have actually tried to make it not when I wasn't able to find um, the Korean chilli and I was sort of playing around uh, using some other types of chilies. But you just don't get that really nice um, red colour coming through, coming through the whole product, which I think is you know, part of the reason it's so beautiful as well because it's got that really nice colour to it. And that umami flavour, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, it's funny. Everyone said in the beginning, they were like, you know, you'll get sick of your product really soon. Um, so enjoy it while it lasts. And it's quite funny because I still, I still have not. And every time if I run out of kimchi in the fridge, I get um, very sad. <laughs> so... Our raw living chocolate bars, we've been making those 14 years and I still eat them all the time. <laughs> it's good. It's, I think it's, I feel very lucky to have, um, to be working with a product that I am not, um, you know, definitely not sick of at all. 
So tell us about your range. What is it that you've got in your range? So we've got four products at the moment. We've got uh, two kimchis and two hot sauces. So uh, the so we I started off with the uh, original sesame kimchi. That was the very that was the first product, and then um, I made I actually made a white miso one, which tasted fantastic. But the colouring of it, um, sort of over time, the miso it just it just sort of went this light grey colour and it wasn't bad but visually you just kind of it looked like something you weren't supposed to be eating <laughs> so um that so I then changed that to a turmeric and miso um, which has got you know visually it's beautiful and also turmeric has that great anti-inflammatory um properties to it but that product was also created because I had a lot of people coming to the market and they were saying that they uh that it was too spicy or that they wanted to have something that they could feed to their um you know have with their whole family with younger kids and they didn't want to give them spice so i was just trying to sort of create something in that um kimchi very intense flavors but something that was suitable for people that were heat sensitive or families um and then at the end of uh making the kimchi there's always this really beautiful bacterially rich juice um that comes out that's got all of the you know the garlic the ginger flavors the spice it's salty it's sour um and so instead of throwing that away um i do a second fermentation with that so i get a heap of um fresh chilies and more garlic and then do a second ferment and then turn that into a kimchi hot sauce. So it's got all of those amazing kimchi flavors, but with more spice to it. And it's basically for me, it's my way of taking my the kimchi with me wherever I go. <laughs> it's so good. When I first discovered it, I was literally putting it on everything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good to hear. I'm such a sucker for it. I have this um you know, on a Sunday night or something where you just, it's all too much. I tend to get myself a really cheap pizza and then just douse it in that. And it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's also nice just not to have, I've, I've studied, um, I've got a degree in sustainability management. And so it's been really important to me to um, try to minimize uh, waste as much as possible in the whole, in the whole process. Um, as well so it's been great to find a new a new product that's come out of that as well because I know a lot of people um do the gut I think they're called gut rot shots yeah. um which are absolutely um which are fantastic but um yeah I mean I ended up with um hot sauce which yeah. I'm very I'm very happy with yeah we're all very happy <laughs> <laughs> glad to hear that <laughs> And so the turmeric hot sauce is just the the sauce of the, the golden kimchi. Yes, that's correct. Uh, and then I do it with um, yellow Scotch bonnets uh, to get that to get that heat in there. But um, a few people where I was at the um, allergen and free from trade show uh, a couple of weekends ago and people were quite. It's hot that one. The, the yellow one is definitely. 
it's got a lot of fire to it. <laughs> so what's next? Have you got anything coming up you want to tell us about? Um, I am really interested in expanding the range and it's, I did, I, I really wanted it to be uh, all organic, but I found it very hard to source year round um, uh, the Chinese leaf, um, an organic source of that. So um, I th the next product will be um, an organic sauerkraut mm. and a um, organic uh, pickles. Mm. Um, dill pickles so um which i am I, I just go absolutely crazy for um so i'm really particularly excited about those and um because i know most of the time when when you purchase when i when i get them at the store there doesn't seem to be um anyone that's doing lacto fermented ones so a live version of those amazing salty sour pickles so um parma do them but it's hard getting them off them i think they don't have a regular Ah, uh, regular supply. Ah, uh, okay, right. Yeah. Um. So it will be nice to do those because I do love a good pickle back and just pickles in general. Mm. Um. I was also uh thinking about, but it's proven to be a little bit challenging. Um, doing a beet kvass, mm. so a very sort of um that Eastern European drink because I'm really into. I really love the savory in, in a lot of these products. So, but the beet kvass is so volatile. Mm. It's got so much bacteria in there and it, the bottles just continually exploding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that project has sort of been put on hold until there is a safe <laughs> way to deal with them. Well, you don't want beets exploding wherever you get to them. And no, definitely not. It looks like some sort of crime scene. So, <laughs> yeah, so maybe that one might be on hold for a little while longer. But it is, I absolutely do. I love a good kvass. Nicola, thank you so much for your time today. No worries at all, Kate. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can check out the products we've been talking about by visiting Raw Living, rawliving.eu. If you haven't got uh, an account already, sign up for an account. You get £5 off your first order. And uh, you can also hear more of my interviews over on katemagic.com. Please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps. And yeah, thank you. See you next time.